y'all doing? How y'all doing? What's this podcast about? Uh, it's called The Madness Continues. You got to get it right up on that mic, though. Hey. Oh, that's perfect. Hello. Here we go, James Camacho. Um, it's called The Madness Continues, and it's basically just I'm. It's an excuse to talk to people. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I um. It's funny on dating apps around Austin. I've been describing it as because I list that I do pie. I don't say I do comedy, but I say that I I have a podcast. Yeah. And on your on your bio, yeah. <laughs> and every woman is like, "What is it?" And I'm like, "It's like Joe Rogan in that I talk to lots of different interesting people, but it's yeah. not like Joe Rogan in that I don't spread conspiracy theories." Right. <laughs> I, and I, I don't I don't talk to Elon Musk. I talk to James Camacho. <laughs> that might be the biggest difference. You're kind of the Elon Musk of Jersey. <laughs> Am I? I haven't invented anything. I don't know. I just is a funny way to. I just a funny way to. Yeah. To describe you. <laughs> Elon Musk is so. Are we? We're live right now, right? Yep, I got so it going. Elon Musk is. I'm sure you've heard him talk. Like you could, the way he talks, you could just tell he's super s- smart because he's just thinking. And he talks in like this talking. quiet, weird, like yeah. Let me t- let me tell you something. He has this like weird South African like. Accent, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's just like, hey, it's very uh, yeah. The guy, I mean, he the guy's a, he's the richest man in the world right now, two hundred billion dollars. Uh, yeah, he just um, usurped, which um, is so selfish. Bezos. It's like so selfish, I think, to deprive one hundred and ninety nine other people of being billionaires. That's just so ridiculous. <laughs> at that when I when I see those numbers and look at that list, I'm like, you could just give a million dollars, you could just make someone's like life and their children's life like with that money like a hundred times. Like, well, it was and you would still be fine. Bezos, it, it's, I think the some some economist ran the numbers. He could pay everybody who works for him a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and he'd still be exactly as wealthy as he is right now. So why doesn't he do that? I guess because he doesn't have to. I don't know. He's Lex Luthor, dude. He's he's real life Lex Luthor. Really? I don't like it. Yeah. He's bald. Lex Luthor is bald. Yeah. They're both billionaires. They don't have superpowers. Mm-hmm. He's uh, all all <laughs> all Jeff Bezos is different from Lex Luthor is having a nemesis from another planet right. who has superpowers. Right, right. That's right. the only thing that's keeping him separate from being Lex Luthor. Yeah. Right now. Bro, I just fantasize about being that rich. Like just just having that much money. Can you imagine? What would you do? You would what would you do differently? No, I, I I know. I, all I know is I wouldn't I've only, be able I've to do enough to spend hours. it all. I've known you for 24 hours, and I could say with a certain amount of certainty, <laughs> you would not do much different. You would. Do, you would still be doing comedy. I would. Here's. Here's. I thought about this, and my everyone in my inner circle thinks I'm full of shit when I say that I won't change much. But I really. What I would do is I would get a nicer apartment for sure. Sure. That yeah, would be every, like the every first normal thing. thing you'd have in your life. You just have a better version. Every of necessity, like like better apartment, better car. Uh, I don't know about better clothes. Maybe just like better looking clothes. Maybe not not, not like stylistically, but like just uh, you know all that stuff. Yeah, I you would, would get better instances of all the things you have around you. Sure. Yeah, but, but I but wouldn't. You, but yeah. your your actions wouldn't change. No, I would do I would do stand up every day. And that that the thing is like it doesn't. Even, I could. It's not like I can give. I mean, I guess you could give like everyone in the crowd a hundred bucks to laugh hard, but it doesn't mean that won't make you funny. You're not. You know? Yeah, your comedy's <laughs> not getting any better. If anything, no. it's probably gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse, like, yeah. You, you, you. I mean, I, I don't know. Sometimes I think when I'm unburdened of the stress, like if I'm really stressed out, my writing is bad. Yeah, it but is. But my stage presence, like me being on stage, there's an intensity to like I have to be present. Right. That's different. But like, I don't know. I don't think you. I think you could create better stuff maybe if you don't have like pressure on you. But I think that if you just don't have any of the normal, like if you look like Jerry Seinfeld and stuff, like. His stuff, like I just got listening to, uh, done listening to, is this anything? Okay. Which is like he just does his bits on like audiobook for the last. Oh, that that's yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, but like he, 
I listen to it and I think, man, when he gets into the '90s, when he gets rich, you can noticeably tell his bit. Like his bits are just not as interesting. Yeah. Like they just he he he's fail. He's no longer normal, living normally. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it it. I think like, I think everyone has problems. Even if you're rich, you want a drink? Drink, yeah. by the way. Sorry, I should. No, I, you. no, I'm doing a dry January. Yeah, I mean, so mostly the same. I had one Guin- a dry-ish. I had like one Guinness last night. Yeah, I thought about that too. I thought about maybe like having a, a here and there, but I like just doing it cold turkey, and then I just like going fucking balls to the walls. Um, I'll, like I, I, I don't think I'm gonna drink till the Super Bowl. That's but such a comedian way to do that too. I think it's like just like I'm fucking all in. Like you <laughs> have, but that's you have to be that mindset. I'm, I'm kind of obsessive in that way, where like. I am so if I'm dedicated if I want to do something I'm super dedicated to it and you can't like I, I just want to get it done if I if I break if I were to break dry January I would just feel like shit and then I would start relating that to everything else in my life like uh, you can't commit to anything you can't finish anything yeah you yeah can't. yeah yeah and you just fall down the rabbit hole yeah <laughs> so I, I just can't I can't let myself uh <clears throat> do that you know then I think I'm like mentally weak and I just beat myself up. Dude, I do the same. Yeah, I do the same thing. It's it's hard. It's actually it's just weird. It's like the older I get, the more I wonder. Some guy gave me this advice once. I was in a men's group years ago, and this guy named John Phelps, who was like a in his late sixties, early seventies, said, "You be gentle with yourself." Yeah. And like I like stuck that stuck with me, and now like these days, I think like if I start falling down that rabbit hole, I can go like, "Oh, there I go again." It's like it's. And I'm like, and then I like try to give myself some patience of like, you know what? Yeah. Sometimes I fuck up, but I'm okay. But yeah. like, there's like an edge that like, I don't, I wonder if it's good for me. Like if it was better to be like, it's, 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 it's exhausting. It's what it is, dude. It's yeah. like sometimes like I've gone there. I, I, before I started going to therapy, well, I did go to, uh, so I started going to therapy and before I went to therapy, I didn't, I wasn't aware that I was doing this to myself. I thought this was really? just how you lived. Yeah. yeah. And, I thought this was just everybody. This was, just- Yeah. <laughs> So I'm like yelling at myself in my head all the time if things aren't going the right way, and I literally like like bully myself into like a couple panic attacks. God damn! Where like I remember one time, it was just like you know life was just gigs and gigs and gigs and road and and all this shit. I remember I was like at my parents' house because I was doing some gig where I just stay overnight there. It was easier. Yep. And then like I remember waking up going to the gym coming home and then i'm like i gotta make this train because i gotta be back in the city for this and then i gotta do that and i gotta do spots and i'm literally just like get back from the fucking gym and this is like i'm and this is like me right back from a, a couple weekends on the road get back from gym go in the shower throw clothes on get my you know pack to go back to the city go on the train just make the train it's like running running literally running with my suitcase and shit I, I, I finally get in the train. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, all right, I can finally chill. I'm like about to call my girlfriend yep. and I just have a panic attack because like I just 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 that like not being able to do and not having to do anything, which is I, all I do is sit on the train and get there. Your was, mind is just running. Yeah. Way, flip doing backflips. Yeah. It's already like I'm already like my mind's already ahead of myself. So I'm so used to being in this state of like you're like planning. Go, how go, you're go, do, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. the next thing? How do I do this? I can't do anything like. Yeah. It's almost like you can't handle any problem in that moment. So your mind is like, what do I solve right now? Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's got to be something wrong. This is why it's so weird because uh, it's funny. There's this guy who I I've recently become acquainted with through uh, TikTok, which is TikTok. One, I know. Right. Um. He's a super cool guy. His name's Josh Terry. He's yeah. got like half a million followers. He's fucking crazy. He's a 
super cool dude. I should send him this recording actually, but yeah, he, um, he's here in Austin. And it's bizarre because I started following his TikToks, and then a mutual friend. Uh, you might do you know William Petit, the comedian? He's in New York. He used to do shows at Westside Comedy Club. He ran Black Magic for a while. I'm so good with um, faces. Got it. Terrible with names. Yeah, he's like yeah. another one of those crew who hangs out with Sherrod and okay. Race Wars guys yeah. and all this stuff. Anyway, yeah. um, anyway, where this is going is that he's the mutual friend who connected me with this with josh mm-hmm. and which is so weird and i was like holy i like meet up for this guy w- with with this guy for coffee and i'm like oh my god you're the guy from tiktok <laughs> like yeah i know you yeah. from tiktok yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. what the fuck it was the weirdest it was like i met a celebrity except i knew he's not a celebrity like at all yeah like it's i mean four hundred thousand followers it's weird today's world is weird man i know i i just <laughs> i did i just started tiktok i'm at 10k yeah i'm not following anyone back you're though. at 10k i'm at 10k zero following z- no one back how did you get to 10k that fast i i just posted videos dude i posted some video and like i, I mean i put like at first it was just stand-up clips that yeah. i would post and then i posted some stuff from my like my girlfriend and i were would meet we'd make a couple of videos together of her like well, especially during the pandemic i was like it's just me trying jokes on her and my dude. girlfriend's really just honest like you know brutally honest where it's funny like yeah. i'll say like hey well, you know, whatever stupid joke. And then she goes like, bullshit. Like, fuck <laughs> you next. Like, uh, so it's funny. So we were, I was great. posting that. But those weren't doing that well. And then I started doing that. I started notice, you know, I, I asked a buddy of mine who was doing, he had a bunch of followers on Instagram. I was like, how do you get followers? He's like, you got to do these like fucking selfie videos. Where you're just telling jokes selfie style. So I tried a couple of those and I like, think those did really well. Like, like what's what's really well, like like one the I recently went I think it was last week I posted it, it has like three hundred fifty thousand views D- yeah and I got like five thousand followers just from just that from one. that god damn yeah just just from that one and it's so weird because Instagram I'm like bashing my head over my fucking desk like how do I get followers here because. There's, I think the algorithm changes for you when you get the 10K. Yeah, well, it does you on know? TikTok for sure. Are you in the creators group I, or the creators fund? I don't know because I ha- just got the 10K and the video I posted w- got like taken down or something. No, like it went to like 50,000. I wanted to mo- I posted most recently. Yeah, went to 50,000, and it wasn't getting that many likes. Like I look at the ratio obviously to see if the content's good. And I asked, I was like, tell my girlfriend, like this, like the last video had like one out of every seven people would like it, which That's I think is pretty, pretty much what my ratio tends to be. Yeah. But this one was like, I, I literally 50,000 followers and like 680 people liked it. I'm like, That's, that's, that's weird. Sh- that's that's good. crazy. I wonder, cause I wonder once you get to 10 K, so I'm, a, I'm at about 8 K Yeah, and I made a video that's going to pass 800,000. Oh, that's great. It's crazy how much it like, uh, some of it like takes off like crazy. I have yeah. multiple videos that are probably around three to 500k but i don't have that many people oh. who follow me which is weird yeah that is weird i i don't know <laughs> i i did the followers it was almost it's too easy like i don't even try i don't follow anyone back it's yeah. zero on the follower so it's like and at first i was just like i don't even give a shit about this app i'm not gonna follow anyone and then i went a couple of things went viral it was getting to a point where it was like well, this just looks better if i just don't maybe it can not following on back because I feel like on Instagram or Twitter, if you don't follow people back, they'll unfollow you in like six seconds. You know? Yeah, but on TikTok, they don't care. They're just That's, there for the content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I like about it too. It's honestly, yeah. it's a great app, man. 
Yeah. But like, let me. I want to finish this point. Sure, 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 Jeff, sure. Yeah. J- or Josh, uh, Terry guy. Before yeah. I forget. Yeah, yeah. He um he made this point where he said that he was talking about the difference between boredom and anxiety. Mm. He was saying that most people can't get great at anything because they can't handle boredom. Then in order to get really good at something, you have to continue to practice it through boredom. Yeah. And the f- the the line between boredom and anxiety is where things are interesting. So most yeah. people ride that line. But the problem is that you get to a certain point and you can't actually progress until you master skills that will require you to stay in boredom. Yeah. Like the problem with people, with anxious people, is not that they can't tolerate anxiety. It's that they actually can't tolerate boredom. That they're more comfortable being anxious than they are being bored. Yeah. And I think about you on the train and I'm like, that's exactly what I fucking... I got into doing improv. Like we were talking last night. I got into doing improv when I was 14 because I was so fucking anxious. Yeah. Improv requires you to be in the moment. Yeah. And stand-up requires you to be in the moment. I mean, any. I think any job... Like, the things I love doing most, comedy and acting, they're both, like... I guess I you go into it and it sounds like a great career and like you see other actors comedians like oh my god that's a great life life's fucking long man the days are long like you do a show yeah you do a show maybe you do three spots in a night 15 minutes you do okay so you're on stage for maybe 45 minutes to an hour you do acting you're there for a whole day and you maybe work an but, hour uh, yeah you know? maybe yeah. yeah or less dude yeah I like, was in you the, sometimes nothing happens you have sometimes one you scene just get sent home. you're there for all day maybe you're there for three days yeah and then the, uh, finally they're like oh, okay the ad needs you for this one scene now yeah and then like that's it get and there six get, in the morning and they don't don't film till 2 p.m and then you're like behind it then you have like one line you're like can i help you guys when you come into the cafe yeah like, whatever and that's your line yeah and then you're like you're there for three fucking days yeah like, yeah <laughs> they're shooting it they got they got drones going they want to shoot it all, all these different ways and then, then it comes out, and you you were fucking your ears in it, you know. But, um, yeah, it's like life is long, and like comedy too. It's like you perform, it's great, but everything else sucks. Like today, I just sent emails for fucking four hours, and it's miserable. You know, I'm just laying around, and like, but that's what it's like. That's what it's that's what being a comedian is. Like that's yeah. literally what it is. Do you do you uh, have you ever seen the movie um, uh, Motherless Brooklyn? No. There's a great. You should check it out. It's Speaking really, of Brooklyn, you're really fucking uh, James Harden got traded to the. The Nets. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't follow him. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> That's it's just a, it's just a, it's like the ch- it's just ridiculous. This team. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, but anyway, there was a the reason I say this is just because you're saying like, man, like life is long. There's a great scene where the main character in that movie has uh, Tourette's, and it's in the 1950s. But he has Tourette's, yeah. and he's he's always like just saying and doing weird shit. And uh, he meets this guy who's a jazz musician, mm-hmm. and the jazz musician, he's like. I get it, man. He's like, my head's like this too. Yeah. And he goes, man, I really wish I could be like you and, you know, get to take all this shit in my head and just put it through a horn. And he was like, yeah, man. But there's a lot more hours in the day. And I was like, poof, I feel that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, dude, like you, like today, I'm mad at myself because I didn't get a chance to write today. But it's like, you write, what do you do comics do? Write and perform. You're right. One hour. You're done. You can't, you're you're at a wall, you know? Then you do com, you do actually stand up. There's still, Ten out, like so much more. Yeah, what time are you gonna do? You can't nonstop write. Like you can't like no, you sit can't. and just It'll go for shit. eight hours. Like just, just, nothing will come shit. out of you, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Even I, I guess even if you're like an accounting, like you hang out with comics. I guess that's kind of what you do otherwise, right? Yeah, you hang out with com. I mean, dude, it's since the pand. I mean, what has it been? Ten months. Ten months. I don't even remember. Ten what fucking we used months, to do. man. Yeah, we just hang out, talk shit, go home. Yeah, watch you know. it, make run. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, just mess around with one another, record podcasts, things yeah. like this. I mean, you, you know, I'm so happy I came here because Monday and Tuesday, 
both nights I I've done the shows, and then I've our show, and then I would go out. Like Monday, I went to Twenty Four Hour Diner with uh, Spencer, I believe his name is, mm-hmm. and we just chatted, chatted, chatted. Went home, and today, yesterday we hung out, kind of, you know. Oh, yeah. oh I hung out with the other comics, and then we drove yeah, and chatted, chatted, chatted. Yeah. I'm like, I couldn't sleep last night. I'm like, why can't I sleep? Because like, because it's like I had stim, I'm being stimulated with conversation and shit a- for the first time in like these late hours of the day for the first time since like. Yeah. February yeah, last your baseline year. has moved. Yeah, I this whole this whole time like I've been just been watching. I've been doing like Zoom shows and then watching Game I of Thrones with my girlfriend. You've been doing Zoom shows that much, man. I, there's nothing else. Like, you, I have to do something. Yeah, I can't just do nothing. And it's like I'm doing okay on the Zoom shows, and there's some corporates that's paying the bills. But bro, like I did this whole these last two weeks. I've been doing some of the jokes from the virtual shows on on in live. They get a fucking smacker of laughs. <laughs> You know, that's all it's been getting. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. fuck, man. It's like, it well, doesn't translate. Yeah, because Zoom shows are all, we said, we were talking about this last night. Yeah. Zoom shows are all, I, I did a whole bunch earlier in the pandemic, and I, I just was like, I'm not fucking doing these. Like, yeah. and I understand why other people do them, especially if you're getting paid. Mm-hmm. But like, I just, I just, I just, it, 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 I just did not like the feeling of doing any of that, dude. They are if like here, here the Zoom corporates are just good Zoom shows. They're not any, sure. they're not even different. It's just you them looking at your your fucking dumb face in a in a in a square, and you just tell your jokes. It's actually Zoom shows are fucking kind of easy. Yeah, like almost every joke I write, if it's like a good joke with a setup punch, it works on Zoom because you're yeah. just you're just that's all it is. It's but, straightforward. Yeah, in person. There's just so much sh- other shit going. You have to perform too, you know, and yeah. you have to, your personality really needs to. You can say a, a one-liner and it doesn't like I. I can't do Seinfeld's jokes, you know. People will be like, "Does this guy like have Down syndrome?" You know, <laughs> it doesn't work for me. So it's just so different. It's annoying because it's almost like does this even mean anything? Yeah. Doing these Zoom shits, but I, it does because it's good for virtual. Like especially, I think I think you can write a really good. Um, like Tonight Show set through Zoom because it's mm. all about punchlines and just mm. wording, you know. Oh yeah, you were talking about that last night. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. I think I haven't done the Tonight Show, so I, I'm speaking out of class here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I haven't either. But yeah, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, you um, part of the reason I wanted to have you on the pod and talk to you was yeah. you. The moment that I was like, oh, shit, I want to have James on talk about this is you were talking about starting your own podcast. Yeah. And you were talking about talking about high school. Yeah. And I was so I just immediately was like, I got to figure out I have to hear about why he got that idea and why he wants to do that. OK. So, so what is yeah. so why? Where did that come from? So. Unlike most comedians, my uh, influence in comedy did not come from watching other comics or Watching, you know, wanting to be, I didn't, I never wanted to be a stand up. My co- comedic influence came from like these dumb teen, sexteen rom com movies like American Pie and The New Guys, one horrible movie yeah. in 2001 that's about some some nerd that becomes cool yeah, wait, and he did, switches high schools. Like, yeah, it, it's, wait, it, it's not the one where he goes to prison. For it does, yeah, yeah, with, that's with Eddie one. Griffin. <laughs> and he just, they do this thing where they like, they crazy shoot people, eyes. crazy eyes and people just like f- drop their fucking suit. It's such a dumb fucking movie. It's dumb by, it's, it's so fucking dumb, but it, I, I loved it when I was a kid. Cause yeah. I was kind of a dork and, and I, all, all I wanted to do was be popular. What, you? <laughs> yeah, dude. I oh, dude. Right. I, 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 listen, mean, I'm too, Asian. Dude. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm half Asian, but 
I um my mom I was raised by my Chinese mom, so she dressed me up pretty much as like an Asian kid. So I was just an Asian dork for <laughs> up until like high school when yeah. I like was like you know, I lost my glasses, I had poofy hair, I was wearing Pokemon sandals. And I just oh, man. Lo- yeah, I switched it around. You've probably been such a cool zoomer now, man, if you were a kid now. I feel like that's what the hip kid that's what a hip kid would look like. Oh, now, now it's like they'd the- be like, dude, he's so alternative. Yeah, well, I'm mixed, so it's like, yeah, it's like if you, it's like Pat, you, I mean, it's all like Patrick Mahomes, and he's another sports person, but like he's half white, half black, like you know, that's what it's in. That's what's like hot right now. At the most, the most commonly swiped on, swiped right person on any dating app mm. is mixed race right now. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's particularly not- half black, half anything. If you half black, half anything. It's it's for, forget about it. You know. Which is kind of like, oddly kind of, is that racist? Because it's almost like, I, I don't want the full black, but I'll, I just want some black. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get a little. So I gotta, gotta the full ex- black sounds like something you order. I don't want to, I want to half ro- explain to my parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd like some credit, side of credit. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, uh, the full black sounds like something you'd order at a restaurant. <laughs> like, yeah. I'd like a full black, please, this evening. I'm bro, not, I'm bro, uh, my girlfriend and my girlfriend, like, Loves half eight. My girlfriend just loves mixed race people. She loves who eight. does everybody does, everybody does. Mixed, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. She's almost hack like how much she likes it, but she loves half Asians and half blacks. And it's like, I think, and like, I'm pretty much her type, which makes me feel good. But like, there are like, you know, sometimes like we'll see a commercial and there'll be a half black, like, it's so obvious. Someone like a half black looking guy, you know, it's like. It's, you could just tell someone's half black, you sure. know, half white, half black. And she's like, oh, Brendan Gay from the show last night, he's half black. My girlfriend would, I think my girlfriend would be into Brendan Gay. Dude, everybody is into Brendan Gay. I've, I've, he's Bre- a good looking dude. He's a good looking dude. And, and he's, Mick, he's half, half, you know, so. He's a good that, looking dude. And yeah. he's, he's exactly, I've never met somebody in my life like Brendan in the sense that I'll, we'll be at a show mm-hmm. and women will meet him. And in the first, to like 30 seconds talking to him you can see that you're like oh this chick is gonna fuck him and then he'll just go do it like in the bathroom or he wouldn't even wow. he doesn't even bother me telling me the, the story um he wouldn't bother it wouldn't bother him me telling the story is what i'm trying to say yeah i got like i couldn't sleep last night either by the way yeah i think it's for similar reasons i was up until like one something in that's the morning. literally yeah just and then at 5 30 the fucking construction goes off Oh wow. like, yeah, I only got like four hours of sleep. It was horrible. That's and fucked I, up. We we were we're a block away from each other. If we're <laughs> listening, I, I, my Airbnb just happened to be a block away. Yeah, it was pretty wild, right? Yeah, I didn't hear any any construction. I you, well, I mean, you lucky you. Yeah, because I this is the entrance to their con- the construction site is right kitty corner here. I which did, is yeah. why it's just driving me nuts. So yeah. okay, sorry. So high school and your high school. Sh- podcast. So I, 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 that's all. And then uh, I love uh, Super Bad, Forty Old Virgin, Knocked Up. That those were like originally I wanted to get into entertainment to be like a, a screenwriter for those kind of movies. Yeah. And I wrote a bunch of shit just by myself. Like I have notebooks at home, and like you know, then I would make comic books, and then it became you know I would write on. Um, I have a bunch of screenplays I've written, like like four or five. You know, I have a bunch of pilots I written, just all in the same premise. And stand up was like, so everything was comedy that was sure. writing. You know, so I, at some point, it just you just kind of you know you hear about comedy, you're like, oh maybe I should try that because I like write comedy, you know. And then I did it, and it was just like, it just makes sense. Like I'm writing and performing. Oh, yeah. Shit. 
And so I'm doing both, and I'm gonna know if the funny shit I wrote. Well, works. you have a joke, don't you? You had the you have a joke about how you said your girlfriend's like doing. Ex- she does like she's like a scientist. She's a neuroscientist. Yeah, yeah. She's getting a PhD. Yeah, and yeah. so she has to do. But I feel like there's something about that, like what you just mentioned, where like she has to run an experiment. It could take like six months. Oh like, yeah. You know, like, and yeah. like, that's the thing with comedies. You're like, I wrote the thing, and I can find out tonight if tonight. it's funny. Tonight, it is very sad. I I just thought of it while I took a shit. That that's that's what I, what I say. But it's true. Like to like the other day, she you know some laser pointer broke at her work, and like something she's been working on. She spent like she was like I spent 24 hours on this one thing. She's like it's all for nothing, you know. Oh, man, I'm like, bro, that fucking. And you could tell she's deflated, but she's. I think it's. She's this is the world she's in, so she knows this is the kind of thing sure. she goes through. But yeah, and and the whole joke is like I can't imagine if I wrote a joke and had to wait twenty four hours to find out if it worked and no one laughed. Like I would just be this I wouldn't be doing comedy anymore. Yeah, I would fucking I would cry. I, I'd be like, what what am I doing with my life? Like, <laughs> there's something magical about writing jokes, especially back in the heyday. In the city, you write a joke at like four or five p.m. while you're writing. You go out and do four or five sets, and by the end of the night, oh yeah, you can know you'll you, know, if you'll know exactly there. what's funny about it. You'll refine it into something else. Like yeah. it'll be, a lot of the like a lot of the bits that I really like. I'll all it feels like when I'm about to get on stage is when I suddenly and I have like a bit that I'm working on is when I suddenly go, oh fuck, I should say it like this, and then like that's when it comes to yeah. Me. And then, like, that's the, but you could, that only works because you're about to get up and do the thing. It also works, too, because that pressure of, like, you're on stage, you have to do well. Time to show up. Yeah. Yeah. So I think your mind kind of goes to the most natural thing. Right. You know, when you're sitting down and your boxer is writing, there's no pressure. You have an audience. There's no one there. There's nothing you're trying, you're not performing for anybody. So you're just kind of thinking of the best way to say it or the smartest thing, which is good, but sometimes, honestly, the most natural thing. This thing that seems like it's kind of made up on the spot, you know. That's why sometimes I have these words. My girlfriend will be like, "Why don't you say that instead of that?" I'm like, "One, I don't even know what the fuck that word means. Two, it's like I just wouldn't say that. Like that wouldn't. It would come out weird. The word would never come out of my mouth. Right. Yeah. Right. And she said, "Well, it might. It might be better if I say it that way. And sometimes I'll try, but sometimes I just like, it just doesn't work for me. You know. Okay. So so the but the point. Okay. So I want to go back to talking about this high school podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we keep going off. So like it's it's okay. It's the whole point. So the the uh, but why? So you want it? It was a very formative time in your life, and that's what like that's what caused you between your dorkiness and your love of ridiculous high school movies is what kind of put that's what put you on the path toward comedy. Yeah. But why want it? Why why revisit it? And investigate that with other comics. That's what I thought was the interesting project of your podcast right. because I was like, the it, uh, that's what resonated with me because I thought I would I would lo- I immediately was like I would want to be a guest on James's podcast. Every, yeah, everyone people I, it's crazy. People want to do the podcast, and it's not a popular podcast by any means, but people always want to do it, and they're always like interested. And it's so honestly, it was like I was like I've always been obsessed. I was. I've always been obsessed with like kind of high school jokes. Um, I I was writing jokes like high school kind of jokes, and I remember I was like, you know, everyone had a podcast. I'm like, well, like maybe I should start a podcast. And I was trying to think of ideas, and this idea came up. It was like, I should just talk to people. You know, it, it was like, well, you're gonna do a podcast. You gotta do something that you care about. And I'm like, what do I care about? You know, I kind of put picked a couple things out, and high school was one of them. Like high school American Pie, and then this idea came, and instantly I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And when I would tell people, they'd be like, yeah, that's unique. That's a really good idea. And I just 
did it and the whole thing was like literally it's like i almost call i call it the high school interview podcast sometimes when i'm too lazy to say the the name but it's like it's literally just talking about ex- sharing experiences that that everyone has had and there's just some weird nostalgic feeling you really i for me i get lifted from my present place when i start revisiting things cuz i hear people talk about prom or you know getting attention or like just being kind of awkward trying to fit in or if, even if they're cool like i was cool i went to all the parties you know and it's just like I, there's never been a there i mean there've been a couple podcasts where i've done i've had people on that were like in like catholic school sure i'm like oh, wow just you you just do all the talking cuz i can't relate to anything you're saying here but there's just some there's some weird trip i go on whenever when I you do hear it. people talk about their high school yeah, and why don't we just talk about it together, you know? It's just some weird... Well, because I think the thing that I thought was so fascinating about when you said it is because I could immediately see it. I was like, there's something about those four years of your life that you so much life happens to you in that period yeah. of time. It's the weird... You're going through puberty and, yeah. and you're because just you at 13, sex. you at 13 as a as a eighth grader, yeah, and you at 18... When you're leaving high school, so different. Those four years, four or five years of time, whatever it is, when you like get, because you turn whatever you turn fourteen, yeah. and then you leave eighth grade. It's like you're a child when you're thirteen, yeah. But you're an the state considers you an adult, and I know like whatever. It's like I'm, you know, I'm thirty. I'm gonna be thirty five in one month, but like mm. I look at an eighteen year old now, and I'm like, you're a fucking kid. But like, oh yeah. But you're a fucking adult. Like you'd be drafted. You could buy cigarettes. Thirteen. No, when you're 18. 18, yes, 18. You yeah. can drive. I mean, we're not unless you're Jewish, I guess then you're an adult at 13, but yeah. like, you know, you can drive a car. You can there's a lot of life that happens to you in that like 4 or 5 pe- you, you know, pe- years of time. Yeah. And it's fascinating to me to hear like it was so, I started doing comedy in high school. Yeah. And both improv and then stand up, and it's funny because it's like that's the most consistent part of my life ever. Yeah. And like I, I can see how it could influence you to do it and the choices you make. And for the rest of your life, like, who you are – people say, like, who you are in high school, like, determines where you go and what you do. Yeah. That's where you kind of learn a lot about yourself. So I immediately saw the idea of yeah. the show. And, like, w- you – are you – you know, part of what I wanted to ask you also is, are you – what is it about your experience of talking to people about their high school experience – why why revisit that for you like why would you want to open that door back up <laughs> i think just because i uh mm, that's a good question why do i want to keep talking about it i don't know i think i think i do get some kind of it's almost like a drug like i do get some kind of thing about getting nostalgic and that feeling and yeah stuff you know um but i don't know i i i, I am starting to learn about people too like like psychology wise like there's a lot of people and I, it's a lot of comics on the show are artists and a lot of them are like i mean i get this a lot like i feel like i didn't fit in mm. but then they'll explain like yeah so you know i was a football player i banged the like the cheerleader i was prom kind of like well i didn't feel like i fit in i'm like what the fuck are you talking like you sound like it was great for you you yeah. know and then so that's you get, so interesting yeah yeah that's you, fascinating you get a lot of people or a lot of people like I was an overachiever, good doer, and they're they're basically explaining like class president, valedictorian, teacher suck up, and they're doing comedy or whatever now. And then they're always it's always like I was just trying to do everything I could. I was an overachiever. I was trying to get in a good college, and then they were like, I was like, I was, I was like, I fucking got sick of. I just want to do things for myself, you know. Huh. So it's almost like I'm starting to realize there are like 
tropes is the right word or archetypes yeah, almost. Tro- tropes is a good way to put it. There yeah, are patterns. Patterns. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of patterns where like I'm almost I can almost predict things now when I what have guests on. That's okay. All right, yeah. I'm gonna ask you to do that to me in a second. But sure, yeah, that's fascinating for me to hear because I think there in comedy I would be surprised sometimes. Like Brendan's a good example of this. Brendan Gay, who we were talking about, he was. Like, Brendan Gay's his last name. That's yeah. not. We're not saying Brendan Gay. Like, yeah, but he's also a huge flaming fag. Yeah, no, I'm just who gets kidding. who gets a lot of I'm pussy? Probably, yeah, right. Here I am gonna get. I, have you seen Dumb and Dumber? Or, that movie. No, <laughs> bro. There's a line that's so underrated in the movie. The 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 one dude. You know that classic scene in the movie where a guy sees a girl and they they slow down. The music comes on and he's like starts drooling. You know that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So that happens, right? And he goes. The one guy goes. He goes. Oh, like who is that? And then the other guy goes, oh, that's whatever, uh, Melissa. And he goes, oh, man, wow, like, I like her. And the guy goes, uh, Ch- chicks are for fags. <laughs> <laughs> I, just like, I remember laughing. Classic, classic I'm, Dumb and Dumber. Bro, I, 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 my I college that roommate. I Jeff Daniels is in that fucking movie. It, it's Dumb and Dumber. It's like the prequel. Oh, that was also oh, another high school movie when that Harry was terrible, Lloyd. but yeah, I loved it growing bad. up. Terrible, but it's high school movies, yeah. so I loved it. But no wonder you love Jamie Kennedy. We were talking about that yesterday. You I must, love Jamie you must, Kennedy. Yeah, I mean he's awesome, but yeah. like, you must you must be like the ma- son of the mask. And, yeah. And uh, so, I gotta be honest. Uh, sometimes I, I I I love I go if you do stand up I'll go see him and I, I'm just giggling and I'm sometimes the loudest dude. person fucking laughing. He's so funny, man. He's, people, I love it. People I, he's fucking great. love him. Also, yeah. Like people will come when I when I did some sets with him at Gotham in yeah. in New York. He, I mean people. Bro, like, Malibu's most wanted, dude. Yeah, Malibu's most wanted is amazing. Yeah, that was it. Was interesting. I was trying to get him on. You know, James Altucher. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was trying to get him on James's show because James was really fascinating. He was like, "How come Jamie Kennedy didn't become a megastar? Like he Malibu's most wanted is a hilarious movie. Yeah, and it's not even ironically good. It's just good. Yeah, and it's it's strange to me that Jamie Kennedy experiment is hilarious. It's like he yeah, he should have he should have he was a household name for he a while. He has everything that every Comedian, any anyone in show business would want. And he's TV the, show, and stand he's up, a funny, and he's a movies. really nice dude. Yeah, and so it's weird because you're like, why didn't I want? I and so he, I was trying to get him on James's show because it's like it, it would be very interesting to understand why he didn't make that leap. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, Son of the Mask, I think, kind of did part of it, but because that movie got such f- bad. That's not, dude. If you're in big movies, like. If you do make a look at fucking uh, Ben Affleck, you made uh, that ter- you made a bunch of terrible movies, you know. Yeah. And it, there's no such thing as like making a bad movie and like yeah, it could hurt your career, but I really don't think it's like you're still in the public eye, you know. Right. And you could change the perception, just just so do a better yeah. movie, you right. know, or just yeah. keep doing movies. I like, don't know. Hollywood. Will Smith, the- Eddie Murphy made horseshit for so long, and. People Norbit. will literally suck a dick to see him do stand-up Norbit, right dude. now. Norbit, dude. Norbit, Pluto Nash, uh, Thousand Word, whatever, Thousand Leaves, which I thought oh, was yeah. a good movie. That was, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. That Daddy Daycare with, with uh, Jeff Garland. Yeah. <laughs> All those movies are fucking terrible. I love terrible movies, by the way. I'm I'm the one person like that will sit there and just giggle along and, and, and like when things don't make sense. Yeah. Like I'm just like people are what's like. Your, what's your favorite awesomely bad movie like that? Like, uh, just so bad that it comes out the other side, and you're like, "Oh, this is actually kind of funny and ridiculous." I, I'll tell you, scary mine. movie, scary like, movies, yeah, but that's okay. But, that's actually a decent movie, but it's like, yeah, the for the first one, a the whole first bunch one. of the, the later second ones are horrible. Yeah, yeah. So like, meet the meet the 
uh, Spartans or whatever. Like, there's a whole bunch of ones that the, that guy made those. that are awful. But the the first one, scary movie, is good. I mean, like a movie that was intended to be sincere, and it just is so bad. And my favorite. Yeah, tell me. I mean, there's two of them that yeah. are pretty good. And they're both Nick Cage movies. Number one, Ghost Rider. Oh my god, I haven't seen it. It's so bad, dude. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Really? You feel bad for Eva Mendes because she's in it, and you're like, you're like a real actress. Like, yeah. what are you doing here? And then, that goes to show you too, like you need good direction because those people have it in them. But if they probably show up on set and like, like, dude, I mean, I've been on set before, dude. It's fucking tiring. Yeah, you're waking up at six every day for three months. Yeah, and if you don't have someone giving you the fucking the director giving you the goods, you know, if they're just like, if they're a shit director, you're just gonna like, oh, let's just get to five p.m. or whatever. Let's yeah, just, just whatever. I just can't. Yeah. yeah, just drink coffee, craft services all day. Yeah, yeah. Let's just get the scene over with. You but know, but like then number two, Nick Cage next. Oh, dude, it's so bad. What is it? It's a dude who can see the future, and he just like it's. There's a whole not bunch national of treasure, right? No, not national treasure, which mm. is actually I don't know. That movie's maybe good depending on I guess what your taste in films is. I thought that was okay. Yeah, it's fine. If it keeps me distracted. All right, hold on. Yeah. Let's get back to this high, high school, school thing. Yeah. So, all right. So, wh- I guess the thought that I was going to finish about Brendan is that Brendan was a dude who D three athlete, like, but a good athlete. I mean, he went to you know D three something. Yeah. Saint Saint Paul's College or mm-hmm. Saint. Uh, what did Peter's he play? Something like that. He played basketball. Oh, and really? um, he's not that. He's like what five eleven. Yeah, I mean he's he's five ten. Yeah, five ten, five eleven. Oh whatever. wow, good for him. But he was like, uh, you know, he was fine and. You know, dude gets great. I mean, get, dude, hot. So many chicks are into this guy. Yeah, like, he gets hot chicks. Yeah, and so you're almost kind of part of me is like, why the fuck do you need to do comedy, Brendan? Yeah, but like, then there's other people who are like really, really super achievers. Like every once in a while, somebody in the comedy scene you'll run into, and they're like, oh yeah, I'm you know, you know, dropped out of Yale, uh, you went there for three years, decided to do comedy, and yeah, you're like, why the what the fuck? That like, was always a reason. Yeah, yeah, and it's super weird. And then you have obviously to people who are total trash pandas and trash animals who yeah. like just are can't do anything else. And comedy is like a weird kind of unique space for all those people to kind of accumulate. But I just fa- anyway, the point of me saying this is it's fascinating that I can imagine you could see patterns like that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like the tr- the trash that I've had on that. From uh, for the podcast that is doing stand up, um, it seems to me like the trashy people, are trashy as in like not valedictorians. Yeah, so it's a matter of perspective. That's basically me in a way. <laughs> but like, I think a lot of those people, um, they're, they're just I I think they're there's something they're not being hurt. Like a lot of times you you'll find out like there were the middle child or something, you know, or like they're, they're there's dead. something about not getting attention. Yeah. There's, there's something there and they're not like upset about it, but they just start doing stand up and they just, That's interesting. they just take it away, you know? And some of them it's like, are you the oldest? I'm, I'm the only child. Okay. So that's it. a huge, I mean, there's for dude. I mean, I, my whole, my whole thing is like, it, it makes sense why I do stand up. You know, it's like, I grew up with like a Chinese mom and a Puerto Rican dad and, my mom is her her English is her like third language, you know. Wow. So I'm like I'm getting beat up in school. I'm getting broken up with, and I'm like, mom did, and mom, you know, when she broke my heart, she goes, huh, you know. <laughs> and my dad's like a mute, so like my dad doesn't even talk. So wow, it, it's like, like actually, well, he doesn't talk, or like does he? He just does. He just doesn't talk. Yeah, yeah. He's he doesn't just, just yeah. distant. Very distant. Yeah, that's like the and, trope amongst comics is male comics is a distant father and an overbearing mother. Yeah, and my mom's overbearing, but like I like we it's it's like 
it was a lot of uh, instruction in the beginning, my like demands, you know, like do this, do that. Yeah. Oh, uh, I want you to be this. I want you to be that. So it makes sense. I do kind. Of. Then when I was growing up and um, I was a, a a dork, you know, so I no one like any time like I was always the guy like in a group of people that was in the the outer rim of the group trying to like get yeah, in. And same. To, you know, no same. one no one gave a shit what I had to say, and I'm like lurking behind. You know, I just never felt. I was talking with uh, a friend about this last night. Actually, mm-hmm. it's interesting that this is that you're talking about this right now because I feel like I'm that guy also. I feel very much like I've never been in a group of people that I felt like, oh, I'm in this group. Yeah. Like, there's just no, I've almost never felt like I'm at the center of, like, I'm involved, I'm inside this circle. I still, I still feel that, the only thing I don't feel that way about is with comedy. I do feel like comedy, and maybe not like, if I, yeah, I mean, even like yesterday, whereas like, I'm in a, I'm in Austin, I'm in Austin comedy, I'm do I'm in the Austin comedy scene. I do feel like I belong because I'm a comic and I have like all these experiences from like bombing to like sure. traveling that I can contribute. And I have like some like success is a weird way to put it, but like I do it for a living. So I am like successful at it. You're professional. I'm professional. So it's- I don't do it for a living and I never have. I mean, yeah. I've done it to I've done it as my main thing and made money doing it yeah. while not having a job. But yeah. I've never been like. And I've done it for twenty years, but I've never. But that's like, all you need. I mean, at that point, when you've been doing, you're a, you're a vet. You yeah, know? I mean, I maybe. You're, yeah, I've so. never done a fucking Tonight Show set, like you know what yeah. I mean. But you still I, have, a, you still have the. I mean, that, when you're when you're trading Tonight Show experiences, that I mean, then you're like on another established. Level. Yeah, that's a whole other level, you know. I mean, I wonder if that'll even happen anymore, given today's world. But who knows but the, it, whatever it is it's going to be something else so you feel comedy is a place that you feel you belong it's though. the only thing where i feel like i belong and i would like stand i i feel yeah everything else in my i never felt i belonged anywhere mm. like even if i'm like invited or there i feel like i don't talk. my friend group from high school i didn't start feeling like i belonged with them until <laughs> like caught like like Post college, you know, mm. we're still getting together. Now these are like my best friends. Like they're still my best. Fr- they've always been my best friends. But like, 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 you know, maybe it's just maturity, you know. But doesn't that's, that's a, the only other group I feel like I'm a part of this group. Like us five buddies. Yeah, this is our group, and I belong in here, and I have a say. Yeah, comedies too. Is like I have an opinion that matters, and I have experience that people could listen to, and like. But that's it, man. Other than that, I don't feel like just I always feel awkward, you know? Yeah, no, same. Like, and I think it, it's strange to me because I think it, it fucks with your head sometimes. And I wonder if that comes from high school or with it. Because I also have, like, same thing as I've had in my life, I recreate the same thing, which is, like, like one or two friends who are, like, extremely, like, I tell you everything. We talk all the time. We talk every day. Yeah. Like, you almost have, like, a, a weird, like, monogamous relationship to, like, one or two friends. Well, I guess it can't be monogamous. But yeah. anyway, you get the idea. Yeah. Like, this uh, this truly, like, uh, intimate relationship. And then, like, a group of, uh, like, a small group of friends, like, five to m- maybe no more than seven. That group is, like, we talk a lot. I have a say in here. We, like, we speak with one another all the time. We're all trying to have, you know, yeah. a, 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 on some, like, life journey purpose together. Yeah. And then I feel similarly, like, in the world of comedy, I have some relevance because I've spent so much time and I and I understand it. And I have, yeah. I have bona fides in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It takes a while, though, in comedy to feel like, like, I don't, like, I just feel, 
I don't know. Well, comedy, I'm just starting to feel a little like, uh, I don't know. What, what was I even trying to say here? Just belong. I'm really basically repeating. I just added nothing to this conversation. Okay. I totally so sorry, stopped man. you and I just did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> let me just let me just say again. Let me just stop the mic. Sway, let me speak, Sway. Yeah. I'm saying the same thing, Sway. I'm no Elon Musk over here. I'm not thinking That's about great, what I'm saying. Uh, title for your next comedy special. Elon Musk. James Camacho is no Elon Musk. <laughs> I know I already yeah. know the title for my next for my What do you what are you going to call it? It's going to be the extra credit. Ooh, that's pretty good. It's a, one of my jokes and also it's high school related and all that shit. I like that. I always wanted to I remember I was doing a gig with this this comic, super nice guy, Goomba Johnny. I don't know if you've heard of him. No. So fucking funny. So fucking funny. He was like a radio personality. Um just a, so funny and so nice dude. He's like a tall Italian dude. He would like just vas- vascular forearms and shit, you know. Yeah. So he uh he was telling me because I was he was asking me about my career and like like he would he would take me to gigs that just did not belong like yeah. white Italian gigs and I'm talking about being Asian you know and I'm from the city and the, I would just bomb but he would always still bring me with him. <laughs> he's super nice and he give me advice and he was like you should like you know you do your first after your first special or whatever you should just do a special or something or a one man show we just talk about high school stories you should do that yeah just all like just put a bunch together and just tell them like. Like like mothy type of shit. Yeah, you know? I mean, like I I think here's what I like about your podcast concept. I haven't listened to your podcast at all, but I always feel like it's. I feel like I I feel guilty about it because I don't. I put effort into it. Like I record. I mean, I've done a hundred episodes. I do it every week. Holy shit! I put it video. I put. All, I do everything myself, so it's completely self-produced, which is kind of not stupid. It's it's like I'm just cheap and like you know dumb. Like it could probably be better if I got someone to help me out with it. But I always feel guilty because I love this idea, and I know it's a great idea, but I feel like I'm not utilizing it to the best of – it could just be better. You know? Well, I think you should give yourself permission to appreciate the work you've already done in it. You have 100 episodes, man. Just fucking appreciate that. It's like a drug. I just like talking about the thing, the, the concept with people. Well, Maybe I if just, I have a business con- guy. The idea is like I, – I, I mean, I don't know what your listenership is, but I just think to myself there's so many famous people – and celebrities and interesting people who I would want to know what their yeah. high school experience was like. That's like the ma- that was like the dream of the podcast. At some point, I would be sitting down with like Kevin Hart, and yeah. Kevin Hart's like, "Yo, I you know fucking got a, a, a swirly when I was yeah. a freshman." You, you know? know what a swirly is, James Camacho? Yeah. I, I, I got a swirly. <laughs> I, I don't think that's Kevin Hart. No, it's like, <laughs> I, just saw, I can't. I just it's a generic. I think that was angry Tracy Morgan, dude. Though. Yeah. What the fuck? That no, was. he would be more like, yeah. "Yo, James Camacho." <laughs> I got a swirly. Yeah. James Camacho. Let me tell you, James Camacho. I, mean, I, I, I can't. I can't. I, I feel like I'm pro- appropriating. He's hard, right. It's hard to do Kevin Hart. It's hard to. It's no. hard to. Do, it's hard to do an impression of him. A good impressionist will be able to do it. Yeah. I feel like I think we're just. It's weird because I can see his face and I can imagine his voice. It's just hard to recreate it. Yeah, I can just see him kind of being like, "You got to go to prom." You know, I could just hear him say, <laughs> "Prom, it's what you got to go." <laughs> I put my kids through prom. I'm going to put their kids through prom. You got to go. Got to <laughs> dance. Got to, mm, mm, mm. You know, I could just see all that. That was, that was pretty good, actually. That wasn't bad. Yeah. I, but, I uh, saw it, dude. That, that was the thing with the pot. And, like, so the podcast I was doing very up consistently up until the pandemic. Then I stopped for about eight months because yeah. I, I was doing it in studio. And then, so now I'm doing it virtually. I um I got my own podcast equipment. I'm just Zooming with people. Um, but now I'm taking the guests more seriously. Like I used to just, I used to literally put out ads like you, any not ads, but like Facebook, anyone free. And I would just have any, uh, uh, loser on, but now I'm like 
trying to be like, all right, who's interesting? And not just fucking comics. I want to have people like, I had a guy who did motocross racing the other day. That's pretty cool. I had a, a voice actress on the other day. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to start reaching out. I'm going to have to start actually asking, like reaching out to people. There's this guy who owns a, a comedy venue in the city called the Tiny Cupboard. Yeah. Which kind of, be- when all the clubs shut down, they were doing shows and they kind of became like the, the comedy club in Brooklyn. And I want to have him on. I mean, it's just the thing that I love about this idea is this is so accessible to so many different people. Everyone I, has a, everyone. There's so many people who I would who are extremely successful who would want to tell this part of their story. Yeah. And like, I just I think um, like I met I met Ray Dalio, who's like a billionaire. Yeah. He's the CEO of Bridgewater Cap, now retired CEO of Bridgewater Cap. He wrote a book called Principles. It's a really good book. OK. Anyway, it's like that's a dude who would want to do your show. Who is this? His name's Ray Dalio. Do you know him personally? Um, I at one point I might still have his PR guy's email address. Yes, yeah, send it to. I should probably have a psychologist on as a po- like too, like you someone should, who dude. can kind of like break down what we're discovering. Because all I know, all I'm going off of is like how I feel, and then I'm trying to put those in the words. Yeah. Which my colloquialism and is not great, and the way I explain things isn't great. Like I think a scientist or a psychologist, like I would just say like. I see, like, people that are, you know... You should have a child, series, yeah. Like, series of psychologists, dude. Just go into yeah. a fucking book section of a of a bookstore and find the popular psych- psychology yeah. books and this, reach out to But this is people. what I'm talking about with the podcast. Like, I gotta put it, more it's gonna take, into it. Uh, yeah, it's gonna take some focus. And but 100 episodes, man, that's a lot. Yeah, I just love doing it. And, I mean, I've also, honestly, like... And the more, the more I've been doing comedy, especially with, like, trying to... You know, with now we have to go through social media to try to get a fan base i'm also pot like matriculating another podcast where it's all about it's like a happy podcast like mixed race podcast that's great yeah but how many episodes in are you there but this is just like, i just had this idea the other day because i i've been so i've been trying to narrow down this is why my tiktok i think has been doing kind of okay it's because i've really just been like i do a lot of like happy jokes I talk a lot about like Chinese mom or just like the, the 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 being mixed race, like all that shit, and just narrowing down like w- my uniqueness. You know, I think you should. I mean that that concept for a podcast is fantastic because the happy, yeah, yeah, because I mean it's similar to this. My girlfriend's happy too, and well, like you know, I think by having her, we can do it together. That's a great idea. Yeah, because I, I, dude, I mean, I think that one that's in the zeitgeist right now. Two, who? The, the are you? Is that you have to have heard that word before? I heard. I have, what does it mean though? I've uh, heard of it. Literally, in, in a shit it, right now. Yeah, I mean, it the, means like yeah, it's just in the, in the air and the, the area. Yeah, literally, it's like the spirit of the times. is okay. what it literally translates to. Okay. So, um, use that word when I get home. My girlfriend. Yeah, she'll be like, turned on. How did yeah. you what? Anyway, yeah. so like, but the point, the point of me saying that is like it, it's. That's fascinating because it seems like what you're fascinated by is the concept of identity and how somebody becomes who they are or what the what their yeah what their experience of being a certain way in a period of their life is or yeah. from a certain quality of their life like because I I my my best friend in the whole world this guy Bill Batit who I was talking about earlier mm-hmm. he's half Indian half black whoa and it's, yeah and it's really fascinating to like hear him talk about like yeah. when he shaves his head he's black. Like, but when he grows yeah. his hair out, he's Indian. Yeah. And that's how people respond to him. And his Indian family responds to him one way because he's black. His yeah. black family responds to him one way because he's Indian. Yeah. Like, it's a it's a fascinating thing. Is he thing. a comic? No. He's a comic. Oh, he's a comic. Does yeah. He, what, what, does he, obviously, he has jokes about it, but does he have, like, does he really uncover things? 
I mean, yeah, he'll he yeah. would be a great guest for your podcast, man. Honestly, it's, yeah, it's he's a super insightful guy. He's writing an entire book right now about the concept of identity through the lens of of well, through a, a lot of lenses, but one of them is this concept. That's great, man. And he would he probably love to do your podcast. I, send me his info after. Um, but it's 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 hard though because think about com think about comedy. Maybe this is just part of it. It's like I'm trying to make jokes about being mixed race and growing up mixed race and the identity crisis and like not fitting in and just, this is all s- new stuff, you know? Sure. And it's like, it's it, now that I look back at like new, new stuff, meaning this is new to you. This is new material for you. Well, this is new to the world, like mixed race, like being cool or mixed race. It's not like, it's not yeah, you. It, it's not a foreign concept, but it's like uncovering it, it, the it psychology. Being popular is new for yeah. sure. But it's uncovering the psychology. And like, I know there are half comed- race comedians, but when I do watch them, I mean, I, I just—it's a lot of like, like I—I'm I, trying to think of like, like a, a Michael Yo. I think he's like, he's like a Blasian. Yeah, I think he's like I'm Blasian. My kids are gonna be the my kids this and like I have those jokes too. Like my my girlfriend and I kids would have you know Chinese Indian Puerto Rican white. They'll be X Men. Blah blah blah. Those are cute easy jokes, but the real like uncovering and plucking like yeah what it feels like the psychology and try to relate that to people like. I try. I'm trying, and it's so, so like, fucking hard. This is why you should talk to Bill. Is because like because yeah. Brendan Gay. I'm not gonna do the. I'm not gonna do Brendan's joke, but yeah. he has a joke about it where he's like, I'm dating a, and then he like names off like all of her qualities, and he's like, and I'm a, and then names off his. I'm half black. I'm a whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, our kid will be, and then you, like talks yeah. about it. You're not talking about. I heard him do it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, you know that joke. But like, yeah. it's interesting because Bill and like whatever. No shame. Those are totally every. I I would write jokes like that too if I was you know. You got a house race, but gotta, yeah. But I think, like, Bill has a lot of jokes that are more dealing with the fact that he, the culture of his dad's family is very different from the culture of his mom's family. That's the big, yeah. And, like, the outlook, and he he doesn't, it's like he's, a, he, he himself is like, I'm a, I'm a half black, half Indian, British born, uh, Hong Kong raised Texan. And, like, whose family is from St. Louis. Yeah. So he's like, where do I fit in in this? I, like, he has no yeah. – and, and, like, and, it, and it's fascinating for him because he's had to construct – I mean, I, I'm telling his stories, like, secondhand now. But it's like he's had to construct a very unique identity. And I, I think I'm going through something similar. Not that I'm mixed race. I'm, I'm translucent, for Christ's mm-hmm. sake. My family's – actually, I have a joke where I go, I'm mixed race. I'm Scottish and Irish. Yeah. Really difficult. Yeah. Um, we're drinkers and drinkers. Uh-huh. So – I mean, it's like whatever. I'm just white. It's not. It, yeah. But but I think that that even my experience of coming from. A, but my family's ethnically Scottish. I have a kilt. They we have oh, wow. relatives in Scotland, who and you know my grand my grandmother came from there. Mm-hmm. Like spoke Scots, which was like a, a English esque language. Is a pigeon English. Mm-hmm. I mean, she spoke English also. But it's like that was a whole. That was a whole culture experience that i had growing up being ethnic but also being white yeah not that i'm trying to be like oh i had like a struggle or something i did not yeah but i think it was weird only because i felt like i don't identify it was difficult for me to identify with broad midwestern white culture when i was like i just don't feel like i'm a it's not like i didn't feel like i was a part of it i just didn't feel like anyway Whatever, I don't need to explain my I, whole yeah. thing on this podcast. The, it's hard to explain. The point yeah. that I guess I'm trying to make is I'm going through something now where I'm 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 writing. Literally, I want to do a half hour comedy special just on the Midwest, and I I realized today actually that I was like, I can't just do comedy on this. I think I actually have to write a series of essays about my feelings about this. Yeah, because there's something about 
I just I realized like in the last couple of days, and even some of it was last night doing comedy. Even though I didn't do any comedy about it, I just thought I've just never identified with. I mean, I identify with growing up there, but I don't. I have this really frustrating. Like, if I want to pat myself on the back, like, Faulkner-esque relationship. Like, Faulkner, how he felt about the South, yeah. I feel kind of about the Midwest. I, I'm, like, I'm both proud of it and ashamed of it. Uh-huh. It's, like, really weird. And so, I don't know. The point I'm making, I guess, just to get back to this thing, is, like, mm-hmm. this is interesting for you to have these two concepts because I think we're entering a time in which all pe- all people, and, and even broadly white people who have never had to think about their identity ever now have to do that for the first time. Yeah. And they don't understand. I don't think they have a sense for how to do it. I don't, I think, I don't know. I think a lot of people, I think most people, I think I'm just in my bubble here, but I think most people grow up. Everyone's the same around them. Yeah. Ooh, so I, I think you know. so too. I didn't grow up that way. Metro yeah, Detroit, right, right. Metro Detroit was one of the most diverse places right like i had friends of ever i we had we i had muslim friends i had hindu friends we had the largest hindu temple outside of india i'm from edison new jersey it's the yeah same hollywood hollywood for indians yeah yeah. same deal man it's like it's it's there it's a very diverse neighborhood yeah but and so then i moved to i moved to colorado like to i moved to boulder colorado when i was like 25 and i was like holy shit i i felt i actually felt uncomfortable because it's all white people oh i any yeah that makes me totally un- any when anything is one race any part of the country it freaks me out yeah it's weird it doesn't right? matter what race it is it's it's just like you just feel like they can gang up on you and just kill you because <laughs> because because you're not one of them i have a like i have a joke about that about going to prison and it's like i had to join a gang a race gang and it's like oh, but i'm mixed you know like they're no they're not gonna trust me it's like there, there's a there is a part of you where you're like i mean we've all, like we're just in a group of people and like if a stranger, you kind of just go to the people that are the same race as you, you know. Yeah, I mean, I could, I, I, I don't know. I feel like in in because of the community I grew up in. Yeah. I don't. I, I, I don't know. Like I like my most of my friend groups I've ever been involved with have been mixed and have I've no, mostly been a minority white member of mm-hmm. to be, to be honest. Yeah. And like, and I've never ever and I've never really thought about it until I became an adult. Because, like, I, I mean, like, I was in high school, I was in diversity council. Mm-hmm. Like, I was a president of the Irish-Scottish-American club in oh, high wow. school. And I was in diversity council with all these other, you know, ethnic clubs. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, and all their members and stuff. Like, I, it's not something I ever really thought of until I became an adult and then moved out of that area. Yeah. And then I think all that stuff started occurring to me. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Anyway, I think it's a fascinating idea for a show, man. You should start that one up, too. Yeah, that I mean, the, I, it's, it's so fresh and... Yeah, right now the, my main concern is like I think I think it could attract um, a certain audience, but then it's like, okay, like am I just gonna have guests on that are, of, of all the time? Like, how am I gonna make a hundred fifty or whatever five hundred episodes of it? Like, am I just gonna talk about being mixed race all? Like, there's yeah, and there's the problem the problem of identity, the problem of of yeah, identification. I guess you can ne- I guess you can keep going on forever and ever and ever, and then you know. Yeah, it's just like that was the first question. It was like, this is an idea. Like, we would talk about mixed, happy celebrities, happy this, happy that, happy problems, happy dating. And then at a certain point, it's like, okay, well, that's three episodes right there. But I think with guests and um, things happening in the country, I'm sh- Dude, I mean, everybody, every single person who's mixed race is dealing with an identity yeah. problem. Yeah, it's fucking. I mean, weird, I, that's man. every episode of your show could be about. And I don't think it would get boring. Okay. 
Like I just get being harsh on myself, I guess. I think that it's weird, man. I, I don't know. I um, I think that I'd be curious to – I kind of in a weird way wish that I had more – it's almost like I wish that I had a harder time because mm-hmm. I feel like there's a whole experience of life that people who have had to struggle through problems of self-identification, there's a whole – there's a whole experience of life and I don't want to like romanticize it because I also don't know. Yeah. But I just think when I talk to Bill or I talk to like Brendan Gay or I talk to you about this, I think I hear you and I think there's, there's something about life and the sense of self that someone who's mixed race has that I don't have and I won't ever have. And my sense of like, I'm just, I know when people look at me, I'm just white. I just pass as white. I'm just white. Yeah. Even if I feel like I have some kind of ethnicity, like I'm like, no, I'm Scottish. No, I'm white, dude. That's what I am when yeah. I walk around. Yeah. And like, it's whatever. I own a kilt, I guess that, but that's like an object I put on. I choose to participate in that category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not a choice for somebody who grows up who's mixed race because people probably can misidentify. I mean like just with Bill, like people think he's Indian or black. People probably think you're Asian or Puerto Rican or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know if they treat you differently or whatever, but that's your experience. Yeah. Internally d- dealing with the life that you're living. I've never had that ever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're saying. I just think it's fascinating. It would be very interesting for it's probably educational also for people to hear about. Yeah, it. yeah, it's definitely it's definitely something. Um and uh I just gotta. Um, yeah, I look. For, I look forward to. I'm not gonna fucking push you into it. Like, yeah, yeah I, I was gonna say I want to. I gotta capitalize on it, but that's not yeah. the whole reason. I mean, I myself am. Um, Dude, did you hear that podcast where Lemon bullied James and doing this? Yeah, right. <laughs> you get some. You get some wives trying to. You should have my husband on, so he'll fucking do something. <laughs> just talk them into it. Uh, all right. I was gonna ask you about. I'm just curious if patterns develop. What would you guess? What would you prognosticate on what my uh, high school experience was like, just out of curiosity? Um, I get the I get a, a sense you were like kind of into your own. You you had like interests that maybe not everyone else shared, and kind of like kept it to yourself. That's and true. Then, yeah, and then the basement full of horse porn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like feet, you know. Um, I don't understand feet. I don't understand. I don't understand it at yeah. all. My girlfriend wants me to. She 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 asked for foot cream for um Christmas. Weird. Her foot cream and she loves it. I'm just like she's like and she it's funny. She asked me to get her foot cream for Christmas and then I got it for her. She goes, "Do you have a foot fetish?" I'm like, "What? No, you ask. I'm just Santa Claus here. I'm not fucking. I, I'm just doing what you want. It's weird, man. Yeah. I'm fascinated with 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 porn stars uh for a whole bunch of reasons that any listener of the podcast has heard me talk about before but uh-huh. i'm fascinated by him and there's a guy named brandon iron who's uh, now dead he's now deceased really yeah but i'd emailed him some time ago uh, years ago and i should have a porn star on my high school podcast see what that was about i would love dude that, i was gonna <laughs> say that earlier i would yeah. fucking love to yes to hear about that that's very interesting because they don't all it's weird there's a there's a stereotype so first of all there's a earned stereotype in the porn community the porn stars have problems at home as children a lot yes, of them yeah, are abused yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but that's not true for all of them no and a lot of them have like fine totally fine high school experiences dude and i know like, a lot of girls that are um on sending uh doing naked pictures for money or whatever the fuck yeah dude it's and they're nor- completely normal everybody people. just does yeah they're making tons of they money just want to make money fans, yeah dude that's yeah. the only thing anybody wants to do now yeah only they're like fans. they're smart like they're in they're whatever getting their phd or whatever i'm not, I'm not my girlfriend but i i feel like um yeah, that's 
that's just like comedy. Everyone thinks we're depressed and yeah, you know we're 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 fucking uh, dr- uh, crazy drug addicts and no, that's not all. That's of us, why that's know. why I became fascinated with it is because I was like the Venn diagrams of these two spaces overlap a lot. Yeah, but anyway, you should do that. Um, yes. So no, I want to get back. You thought you thought I was into my own shit. Yeah. <laughs> what well, I just what else would you think? That's that, and then I w- I get the impression you were pretty. I think I get the impression you were cool, mm. and um, cool dude. And oh man, this is this is uh, that's just, I just I just get that impression you're 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 a cool dude, pretty comfortable with themselves. Um, had a couple things you're interested in that, that maybe weren't exactly like pop culture-y yeah but just kind of your own little taste buzz and you just did it any like you would just play the shit anyways and people will probably turn that fucking thing off and put on fucking uh r kelly and you're like nah fuck that we're gonna listen to this or that's a hundred percent right yeah Yeah. that's pretty much i would be like i like i remember i went to a party once in high school and i was like dude i just discovered the planet symphony by gustav holst yeah. We, sh- we should listen to it. And people were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, just put on Remix to Ignition. Yeah, we want to drink. Or drop it like We want to drink fucking Smirnoff Isis. And yeah. Like, just, yeah, just put that, just put on R. Kelly nonstop. Right, right, it right. Was, it was so ridiculous, man. And, yeah, I don't know. I was, it's weird. I was pretty popular, but it's one of those things where you said earlier, the thing I identify with is, it, uh, upon reflection, I was like, wow, I was actually a really popular kid, but I did not feel that way. Like, even yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's, it was strange. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. you were saying, like, I feel like I never fit in the group. It's like, I got voted most unique unique in a class of 1,100 people. Wow. And I still was like, I wait, people knew me? Like, I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, people actually voted for me? For, yeah, for a of thing? course they knew you, dude. You're the guy who played Gustav Holst at that party. Yeah. See, I wasn't... See, I'm the... I wasn't... I would never do... Like, if I had any weird fucking... Not fetishes, but if I had any weird interests that weren't exactly popular, I always hid them. Ki- I kept it to myself, and I would enjoy it on my own time. And then when I got out there, I'd fucking lie to myself, you know, like yeah, that's my favorite song. Meanwhile, I'm like I much preferred here something else right now. But I would just go along. Why, with the so flow. why would you do that? Do you think? Why did you? I just you wanted to be cool, man. I just wanted to fit in and be popular. I mean, I wanted to also. I just think that at some point, I think I just felt like. I, just, I had no sense of self and no self-respect, so it's like whatever I liked didn't it, – it wasn't like that – I wasn't like subconscious. This is all subconscious. This isn't actually me being like everything you like is dog shit, so just listen to everyone else. Go with the flow. It was just like um, I just going against my gut, going against my – Interesting. Yeah, okay. my, my, my initial reactions, you know, doubting myself. A lot of like – a lot of like not believing – those things were the right thing. Like, I remember one thing is like, I remember I wanted to play, learn how to play the drums when I was like, really like, and then we had a choice of like an instrument to play. And I just chose the saxophone. Yeah. Even though you wanted drums, I wanted drums. I just chose saxophone. Cause like only like, I remember this one really, really popular, cool kid was playing the drums. And I just, all I did was check the drum box, you know? And like, I just ended up going with saxophone, something I knew nothing about, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just did it. I played, and like I, I, I just like was in my head, like hoping one day the band director would be like, "Put that fucking thing down and get back on the drums." You yeah, know? you wanted to be like chosen in a way. Yeah, because I, I feel like let's go ahead. Sorry, I, I just kept interrupt. putting it off too, and like to this day, I don't know how to play the drums, and it was all I don't even give a shit about the saxophone, but it's just like I just 
maybe I, part of it's like I'm not cool, so I shouldn't do that. And well, it's, it's really, weird. I don't, it really is weird. You didn't say thing. this is something you didn't say, but I want to respond to it, yeah. which is that I feel a little bit like I there was something that was lurking around my high school self that I wanted somebody to give me an identity. Like I wanted somebody to be like, You're a drum player. Like mm. I see it in you, kid. Yeah. Get the, get out, put the saxophone down, yeah. get behind these drums, play the fucking drum. That's who you are. Yeah. And like nobody ever did that. So it was almost like I was like, Who the fuck am I? Am I supposed to just figure this shit out by myself? Right. Like if and that's why, in a weird way, I almost feel like if you're and I don't know this is true at all, but um, my romantic fantasy vision of what being mixed race is is yeah. somebody going, "I am these two things." I got at least I got that nailed because well, yeah, yeah. Now, now, now I'm just, I totally have owned it. Now, like that's like now it's by stick. Now it's like it's on my fucking IG bios and shit. Like I'm really trying to sell that. Part of it's like because I'm trying to be successful, and this is like I'm gonna sell how I'm gonna sell it. But it also is like this is who I am, and I'm proud of it. And it's actually fucking awesome, yeah. you know. Especially now because it's like a cool zengeist, but zeitgeist, zeitgeist, shit, zencaster. Um, <laughs> but now it's who I am, and I'm like fuck it. This is a uh, this is awesome. Who I am, but it's also still it's like I I do like who I am, you know, but. I do. I am shallow and like I do work out. You know, I do whatever, dude. Of course, yeah. I do like try to like. I you know I talked about before. Like I don't really like like fancy shit. Like I try to have this image where like I'm a cool guy, laid back. But I do have some. You know, I got a this North Face jacket. I have these you know Nike SB Dunks. You know, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm fit and like I'm a, like you know all this shit. You gotta but I to, like it. Yeah, you got to do this podcast. I'm going to send Bill your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I built this image of myself that I do like. I think I'm cool. I think I'm attractive. I think I got cool shit. Like, I would like myself. But I'm literally like, it's like, it, it's obviously like, is that really me? You know, or am I just building this thing that I like that I think is supposed to be cool? I don't know. But I'm definitely more just like, this is who I am. And I don't really like uh, try to do what other people are doing that was a big thing when i was growing up i would try to just copy other people fads and, keep and now people, you're yeah. like i don't want to now i'm trying to create my own style and just way about going things you know uh what's your the uh, name of your podcast in high school it's i'm just a kid i'm just a kid yeah what what do you think you're gonna name are you gonna name the new one happy yes yeah, no no well maybe happy like i've been so i'm starting to produce comedy shows and any any production i have comedy related like I, I've been calling it mutt, mutt mm -hmm. comedy, because, mm -hmm. you know, mixed yep. race, mixed breed, mutt, you know, it's like a derogatory term for a halfie, you yeah. know, so it's a little self-deprecating, but gets it across. I don't know if mutt, you know, mutt is funny to me, but I could see normal people being like, why would you do well, that? Well, it's why weird, actually, because in my, in my British family, yeah. we would talk about being mutts because we're... I mean, it's the British Isle, so it's yeah. every anybody. It's funny because Andre Ricks last night was like, "Y'all go to London, your your birthright home trip, white people." And I'm yeah. like, "Dude, we're not all fucking English." Yeah. Like, but it, it is kind of like like they we're Scottish, Irish, Cornish, you yeah. know, from England. Like that's yeah, you know, like a mutt. You know, I, what? yeah. Sorry. Even I mean, even though it's white in that exact corner of the world, that's how those people. That's how we think of that because. There's a difference between being from Edinburgh and being from London. Mm -hmm. You know what I realized too? I do this myself, but it's like if you meet like a white dude, you kind of like make all these assumptions. Like this guy oh, is kind of be privileged. This guy is going to be, uh, you know, he's going to date rape me, whatever. But 
just kidding. But <laughs> or if you meet a black guy, you're like, this guy is going to be um, let's just skip the, the blacks. But <laughs> <laughs> but if you meet a mixed race person, there's really like, oh, yeah, I'm Asian and black or whatever. I'm Chinese and Puerto Rican or I'm white. And like you kind of be like. What, what do I expect of this person? You know, like we all have our racism and like our own stereotypes. When you meet someone, you're kind of like you're Completely. putting together like, OK, like you're from your past or whatever. And it could be my and obviously like that's fucked up and you got to give everyone a chance. But, you know, we're all human. We all have those little like presumptions. But mixed race people, I've met mixed race people. I, I It's just kind of like I think it's cool because you kind of get like a fresh clean slate you kind of make up this narrative you know yeah like imagine if all mixed race people were just dicks you know and after a certain point it just became like you're i am i'm mixed and you're like i've i'm not gonna fucking i'm not trusting this person you know (laughs) at some point or like you know like there's no stereotype for mixed race people no i mean i guess there you i mean that's what the you know the jokes you can make are about either that could be a bit right there and that's a great one it's a great premise oh we should probably wind up on this man Wind up or wrap, wrap wrap up, wind up. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. The I'm just a kid is the name of the podcast. Yeah, and mutt or happy or whatever you decide to name, it's gonna be the one. Where can people get after you, James? Um, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Kamach Bro, C A M A C H B R O. It's Kamacho with a bro. I made it in college, and it was too late to change it because I already had a, like a couple thousand followers. It's great. Actually, but, I like it. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, see, I'm already like, I hate myself. So it's like, I'm already kind of <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's bro. I know I'm a dick, you know, sorry. Pe-. I'm already apologizing when no one, everyone's probably like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> Easy to remember. Um, and jamescomacho.com, that's my website, jamescomacho.com slash shows for all tour dates. I do virtual shows and, um, I'm, I'm, a comedy addict. I need to do comedy. So I'll, I go anywhere. I'll go, I, I'm always working. So, Check it out um, if you want to come see me live. And uh, if you don't want to leave the house, come check out a virtual show. And that's that's pretty much, that's all my stuff. Yeah, man. Well, thanks yeah. for swinging by. The Madness continues. Peace. Peace. Peace.